Thank you for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at convoscws at gmail.com. That's convos, C-O-N-V-O-S, C-W-S at gmail.com. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the hardest mountain you ever climbed. Now, um, I love mountains and um, love looking at mountains, love driving around mountains. Just mountains are really cool. But they're also um, a metaphor for obstacles in our lives. So before I jump into the meat of the topic, I want to share some fun facts about mountain climbing from the website mountainhomies.com. So a man in a wheelchair climbed Mount Kilimanjaro twice. South African Bernard Goosen climbed Kilimanjaro twice in a wheelchair. His first summit in 2003 took nine days and his second four years later took only six. Goosen was born with um, cerebral palsy and used a modified wheelchair to climb the mountain. Mount Kilimanjaro is the highest peak in Africa at 5,895 meters. Now, if you want to know how many feet that is, um, grab a conversion app on your phone and check that out. But because the peak of Kilimanjaro is pretty low, you don't need special equipment to make the climb to the summit. So you don't need oxygen and you don't need special equipment. But because of the height, uh, altitude sickness can be a problem. So again, South African Bernard Goosen, I hope I'm saying his name right climbed Mount Kilimanjaro twice in a wheelchair. Did you know that Mount Everest is the highest open grave in the world? Um, according, according to the mountainhomies.com website, there's an estimated 200 bodies currently on Mount Everest, making it the, making it the world's largest open grave. The fatality rate, according to the website on Mount Everest, is about 5%, which means that over the years of people climbing Mount Everest, a total of nearly 300 people have died. Mount Everest is really, really high, and helicopters can't fly above uh, 6,000 meters. So trying to retrieve these bodies off the uh, upper parts of the peaks of Mount Everest is really difficult. So they just leave them there. So the Sherpas um, are the people who guide climbers uh, to the summit and back down from Mount Everest. The website mountainhomies.com says carrying a body down Mount Everest requires between six and 10 Sherpas, which is really expensive and it's a very risky operation. So again, there are probably close to 200 people who they could not retrieve from Mount Everest, uh, making it the highest open grave in the world. Here's another interesting mountain climbing fun fact. Someone got married on the summit of Mount Everest. Um, 
just climbing Mount Everest. If you've ever watched a documentary or, um, you know, story about people climbing that summit, it is a heck of an experience. In 2005, two people um, became the first two people to get married at the summit that's at the very top of Mount Everest. Can you imagine? You've just climbed this the tallest mountain in the world and now you're having a wedding ceremony amazing and the last interesting fun fact i found on their website was that there is no agreement on the definition of a mountain now this is going to be important to what we talk about today so scientists apparently can't agree on exactly what a mountain is So there's disagreement between the uh, British scientists, American scientists. Some say this, some say that. But at the end of the day, no one has the same definition of a mountain. So what does all of this mean? Mountains are a great metaphor for the challenges we face in life. Um, In fact, the last point in the fun facts provide a great segue into our topic today. No one agrees on what a mountain is. So what are the mountains that you are climbing in your life? What's the hardest mountain you've ever had to climb? How would you define or measure them? I, I bet they don't look like other people's mountains, but they are present challenges just the same. And sometimes when we hit a point in our life where a situation comes up, it literally feels like it's a mountain. It literally feels like um, insurmountable. It's so high we can't envision how in the world we're going to get over, around, or through it. We can have one or many mountains that we're trying to climb in life. You might have three or four mountains at the same time. So imagine the Rocky Mountains, which is called a mountain range. So you could be facing multiple mountains at the same time. What are some examples of mountains? School, finances, relationships, careers. Um, These are just a few areas where we can find a mountain in our life. Sometimes the problems we face can seem as big as Mount Everest. Every move we make to get something done or accomplish something is like hiking up the biggest mountain in the world. It's hard. It's difficult. We're sick. We're tired. We're cold. We try one thing and it doesn't work. And then we try something else. And maybe we have to come back down and and start all over again. And it seems like sometimes when we're trying to climb this huge mountain in our lives, the more we do, the more difficult it can get. What happens when you don't see a way over, around, or through a huge obstacle in your life? Again, I'm a pretty positive person, but there are times when you are sitting there and that thing is so huge, there's not a positive thought a positive psychology, a positive video that's going to help. It's just that huge. People will tell you, oh, just think positive. And we all go through problems. But sometimes some of those problems are the big ones. And you just don't know what to do. There's there's no one you can ask. Um, you can't get advice. 
and you're sitting there racking your brain like what do I do how do I deal with this um it takes more than a positive attitude so let's think about the mountain climber when a person decides they're going to climb Mount Everest the first thing they do is make a plan you have to have a concrete plan so these people these mountain climbers have a plan of how they're going to climb the mountain and they don't just jump into climbing the mountain they've invested in training they've invested in gear they've invested in analyzing the climbers that have gone before them and they use all of that information to develop a plan of how they're going to climb the mountain what they're going to do when they get to the top of the mountain and how they're going to come down the mountain so if we use this metaphor as obstacles in our lives as a mountain um how do you develop your plan it would seem like it's hard to develop a plan for something you haven't been through but these mountain climbers haven't climbed mount everest before either so that just shows you that you can make a plan even though it might be something you've never faced before you know where you are at the bottom of the mountain at the bottom of the obstacle and you know where you're trying to go over the mountain around the mountain or through the mountain so if you write down the steps that it would take for you to get from the base of the mountain to the top and over could be the foundation of a well thought out plan to get you through this problem or this obstacle so just taking a moment to breathe and understanding okay I have this humongous obstacle in my life I don't know if I can get past it it may be a divorce it may be um, you're an empty nester it may be financial it may be you left you know college 10 years ago and you want to start but you can't take a deep breath realize where you are I'm here and then where you want to be I want to accomplish this I want to be in this space I need this credit score whatever it is and now you have your two points and you can start to look in between those two points and say what are the incremental steps I need to take to conquer this thing and I think sometimes when we think about especially traumatic or huge not always traumatic but huge things that happen in our life a shift a change something we don't have any control over we try to address the whole thing at one time okay um, I'm having problems with my finances so I need to just get my financial life together right now well if you think of it that way um, you're going to be overwhelmed and you may not have the momentum that you need to get through over or around this huge mountain that you're facing in your life so let's go back to our plan so we know where we're we know where we are we're at the base of the mountain and we know where we want to go we want to get over this thing we want to get past it so now we've written down where we are where we want to go and we've made some incremental um, goals in between those two points now looking at those incremental goals allows us to conquer 
and move forward in small increments. So let me give you an illustration. Let's say you wanted to create an emergency fund, but you've never been good at saving. Hello, anybody. If you made a plan that started with a small goal, like putting all of your loose change in a jar for three months, that seems like something is achievable. 90 days. I'm going to, at the end of the day, every time I come home, I'm going to gather all the spare change in my pockets in the house and I'm going to put them in a jar for three months. Because remember, our big goal is to create the emergency fund, but our incremental goal is to put change in a jar for three months. And let's say the three months pass and you're you're putting your change in a jar and it's going very well. Then you can expand your goal to doing this for six months. That goes well. You can expand your goal for nine months and then 12 months. And now you've you've consistently achieved this small goal over and over again. Now that you've done this successfully, you can go to the next step in your plan that might be look like something um, that might be saving five dollars in your bank account every pay period for one year. And you do that successfully. So now you've got your jar, you're still putting money in your jar, and now you've added to that, placing $5 in your bank account every pay period for one year. And now that you've done those two things successfully, um, the next step may be setting a goal of saving a certain amount in 12-month period of time. So now I'm putting my loose change in the jar consistently. I'm saving $5 in my bank account every pay period. Now maybe I'll set a goal of saving $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000 in a 12-month period of time. This is a intentional process where you are building on small incremental goals. 12 months may seem like a long time, but when you make these incremental goals, you have to have time to review and assess what you're doing. Realistically, you don't want to go to the next goal without verifying or understanding that you were successful in the previous goal. Because if you weren't successful, so let's say going back to saving the jar, the loose change in a jar for three months, let's say you had a lot of trouble with that. Well, you know, I didn't find a jar. I haven't really been diligent because when I get home with the kids, I'm really busy and I don't think about it. Well, if you couldn't complete that goal, your first goal for three months, then you would want to step back and assess and say, okay, how could I change this up? How could this work better for me? Maybe I need to do something different. Maybe I need to use a coffee can instead of a jar so I don't have to look for a particular thing to save it in. Um, But you need time to assess those incremental goals to understand if you're moving forward or not. Because again, conquering this obstacle, this mountain requires you to be successful every step of the way. And if there's a point where you're not successful, you have to stop, assess what happened, make changes, try it again, and then review and assess how you did when you tried it again before you move forward. And I think sometimes when we bite off more than we can chew, well, I'm going to Um, I'm going to save for this emergency fund and I want to save $10,000 by the end of the year. But you haven't 
been able to do anything small consistency small consistently and then when you set a big goal like that and you fail it reinforces the fact that I'm not good at saving so by taking this obstacle which in our example was creating an emergency fund and breaking it down into small incremental goals that we can accomplish assess review and then move forward from it gives us momentum it keeps us encouraged and it keeps us moving forward i think in many ways we have um we have expectations for immediate results you see it on television and radio all the time do this diet for a fast result lose weight a whole lot lose weight quickly um take this pill for immediate relief um, take this pill and you'll feel better the pain will be gone immediate gratification if you do the thing now you'll get it now the reality is that when you're facing obstacles in your life especially big ones it can take quite a bit of time to work through it we should give ourselves time and grace to do exactly that to take time take a breath step back work on it at a pace that's realistic when you place unrealistic goals in the mix of trying to overcome a significant life obstacle that can be a setup to keep you feeling like you can't move forward because you haven't thought it through you don't have a plan you don't have a way to measure if you're moving forward and if you can't see any forward movement there may not be enough momentum to keep you going how many times have you heard people to say have how many times have you heard people say been there done that I've already tried that once you lose momentum it's very hard to get it back so you you want to stay in a space where the momentum is constantly building and pushing you forward by making a plan writing it down and working on goals in small steps we can see our forward progress and we'll be inspired to keep going until we are up and over that mountain that we're facing goals require developing discipline and consistency in the previous example of putting the loose change in the jar it requires you to stay consistent by completing that action every day every week or however you set it up it's really hard to achieve goals without working on the discipline and consistency part so when you write your plan down and you know that you're trying to achieve these goals as you're working on that goal you have to build the discipline and the consistency that you need to achieve that goal over and over and over again and that's what's going to continue to move you forward that's what's going to continue to give you momentum there's a quote by an unknown author that says the best view comes after the hardest climb the best view comes after the hardest climb so often when we have these big huge mountains in our lives when we get through that circumstance sometimes that's when we realize the best possible outcome or the best possible experience or the best possible personal growth sometimes overcoming a particular obstacle is the very thing that pushes us forward in life so some examples are overcoming financial obstacles such as managing your spending budgeting and saving may later position you to accomplish things such as buying a home having a solid college savings fund for your children or creating a good retirement plan 
the best view may come after the hardest climb. Well, I haven't been good with money all my life. But now I know that's a huge obstacle for me. I created a plan. I made some goals. I accomplished those goals. And now the rest of my life in this area is going to be totally different. You might overcome obstacles related to your career or job. Some ways that you may overcome that may position you to get a new skill, train for a new job, complete a college degree, or do a total career change. Again, it's about recognizing what the mountains are in your life, making a plan, achieving your goals, having the momentum to go forward, and then enjoying the outcome on the other end. It's not just about the process of going through, but everything that you learn Everything that you gather along the way makes you a better and a different person on the other side of that. So face your mountains. Just call them, call them out and then be encouraged to conquer them. Just like the mountain climbers do when those mountain climbers decide they're going to climb Mount Everest. They don't go into that thing thinking, well, we're going to fail. They don't go into that situation thinking they're not going to get to the top. They are laser focused on achieving that goal. And that's what we have to do if we want to overcome the mountains in our lives. So I thank all of you for listening and tuning in today to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can reach uh, reach out to me at Convos cws at gmail.com